Hi, and welcome to another episode of Freight to the Point, a podcast by Zencargo. This week, we have a special episode as we featured a session from one of our Navigate events. This session is on saving the planet smarter, where Ian Powell, Zencargo's Head of Solutions Consulting, is joined by Vivo Barefoot and Pledge to discuss how businesses can track emissions in the supply chain and how it is important to their wider business goals. We hope you enjoy this episode. As we think about some of the potential applications of data in our supply chain, how could we possibly miss our ability to achieve sustainable outcomes and our ability to move towards a more sustainable supply chain, which is so frequently enabled by fantastic data? Really looking forward to this next session, saving the planet smarter. We all know that freight transportation is responsible for 30% of emissions from fuel combustion. And that means that supply chain leaders are all in a unique position where we're really well placed to help counter climate change. And not only is that something that so many of us want to do, but I'm imagining for many of you on this call, you're finding it something in your roles that you need to do or you're needing to make strides towards. So I'm really excited for this session for us to be joined by David DiPicciotto from Pledge, who's the co-founder and CEO of the climate tech business Pledge.io. Really excited for, for your insight. We also have Greg Bamford, the head of logistics and customer fulfillment at Vivo Barefoot. Greg's got over 20 years in logistics, working with major retailers from John Lewis to Amazon. He's now at Vivo and has been doing lots of work with Zen Cargo over the last couple of years. And we've also got facilitating this discussion, Ian Powell, who's the head of solutions consulting at Zen Cargo. Ian's probably one of the other incredibly brainy people I know who works at Zen Cargo, mapping supply chains and helping our customers find smarter solutions. So before we go into this session, learning about how we can save the planet smarter through supply chain, let's ask one more poll question. So tell me, is sustainability part of your supply chain strategy? Something you've not considered yet? Is it something that you're already in plan? Or is it something you're actively actioning right now? You tell us. Such an interesting topic with sustainability because there's pressure from so many angles. Funnily enough, even when I speak to friends about working in the supply chain space, one of the first things they ask me about is sustainability. So you tell us, is sustainability part of your supply chain strategy at the moment? And with the results coming in, it's a really interesting mixed bag. Only 17% of respondents haven't yet considered sustainability. But then when we look at whether or not people are in the planning phase or in the kind of action phase, it looks like more of you are planning rather than actively working on sustainability strategies right now. And that makes sense because this is something that's very tough to do. And it's something that I think takes a lot of work, data and insight. So I'm really looking forward to handing over to... Ian, Greg, and David to tell us a little bit more about saving the planet smarter. Ian, over to you. So thanks, thanks, Elena, for the uh, for the introduction. Um, those results are quite uh, quite telling, right? And I think part of the reason why we wanted to run this uh, this little session, really, you know, globalization has kind of created a growing interdependence of world economies, and it's led to that kind of expansion in freight and transportation services. And as a consequence of that, we've seen kind of international trade really growing, and it's estimated to represent currently around 30% of global transport emissions and um, around 7% of total global emissions of carbon dioxide. So that means that invariably we as supply chain professionals in a really unique position to, to make significant impacts on the overall environmental health of our planet. I think as Helena picked up on, right, it has been traditionally very difficult to measure 
the kind of impact in the baseline uh, in a timely manner. And this session will really walk you through some practical examples of how we've done that, how we've been able to connect data sources to monitor carbon emissions um, as accurately as possible. Um, and I'm delighted to be joined by both uh, both Greg and David, who would like to introduce themselves. I'm Greg Bamford. I'm uh, was head of logistics at Vivo Bethel. So I look after all our shipping, basically everything from the factory through to our warehouses, through then to delivery to our customers. And kind of we freight, um, look at shipping we manufacture in the Far East, out in Vietnam, in, in Africa, in Ethiopia, and also in Europe, in, in Portugal. So freight and how we can better record and look at um, the impact of our freight as a business is is, is of keen in interest to us is why we've been working with the guys at uh, Zencargo and Pledge over the past uh, few months to uh, come up with this tool. And on my side, hi everyone, my name is David. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Pledge. Um, in a few words, Pledge is a software platform helping logistics companies and retailers uh, understand and manage their greenhouse gas emissions, as well as supporting them with supply chain related emissions. We're London-based and are proud to be working with uh, Zencargo and Vivo as some of our first customers. Great. Thanks for those introductions, Greg and David. So I think we'll, we'll get straight into the questions. I think interestingly, we can we can kind of look at this through a number of lenses, right? So we, we've got obviously a lens from Dan Carlo's perspective, a lens from your perspective, David, working with a, a broad spectrum of, of customers. And then obviously you, Greg, specific to Vivo Barefoot, being able to give your perspective. So maybe let's start off with what are the motivating factors for companies to reduce and offset their carbon emissions? And Greg, maybe if I can go to you on that one. Yeah, start. sure. Yeah. So Vivo Bethel is moving into uh, is on a journey to become a regenerative business, which means we overall want to have a net positive in, impact on the planet, whether that's defined by people, communities, and also the environment. And to do that, we've registered become a, a B Corp, which is, for those who aren't aware, a certified business for B Corp, which is an industry standard of how you record um, kind of all your environmental credentials from such things as through your whole value chain of how you make the shoes, your manufacturers, your tiers, through to what kind of water supply you use in the office, the air quality in your office. But part of that is your emissions and um, your scope and how you monitor and, and your policies and how you look to actively reduce those emissions. Thank you. Maybe to, to, yeah, to complement what, uh, what Greg shared. So, as we see, sustainability is becoming an integral part of, uh, of business. And in addition to greater collective awareness amongst both businesses, but also consumers, as well as increasing pressures from regulators, notably for publicly listed companies, to report on their climate impact. We're also seeing additional uh, pressures coming, for example, from investors. Uh, we're increasingly pushing it across both public and private markets for the portfolio companies to get a better grasp of their ESG and specifically environmental KPIs. And then specifically, if we think about consumer-facing companies, uh, we've seen over the past few months to, to year uh, amongst various studies that sustainability can actually also drive sales and customer engagement with, for example, a few percentage point increase in cart conversion rates or, for example, average order values. So these are a few additional perspectives. So there's a number, I think essentially there's a, there's a number of different reasons that, that motivate companies to do this. But on a kind of general level, David, then what, what do you see as those typical barriers that, that companies are, are facing when, mm -hmm. when setting out to go and measure their, their carbon footprint and their emissions? Sure. So when we think about the challenges of a sustainability journey, maybe I'll just take a step back and explain the three key steps of such a journey. 
it obviously starts with understanding or measuring uh, your emissions. Then uh, once you understand have a good holistic view uh, of your emissions, you want to reduce them. And the final step is you may want to offset your unavoidable or residual emissions as part of a sustainability goal or net zero journey. I think the first and foremost, maybe something we tend to forget is that as a company, you need to get the buy-in probably at a strategic level, at the board or executive team level to embark on such a journey. Uh, because it obviously takes a lot of time and resources uh, from the business. And, and the next step after that, which is critical, is obviously having a sufficient and, and transparent amount of data to uh, start understanding and computing your emissions. Uh, so there's the entire data collection process, which can be fairly tedious. And once you have all that data, it's about understanding which calculation methodology to apply to compute the footprint of a business uh, activity across all your operations. And after you have uh, visibility over uh, the hotspots uh, of emissions across your business, it's about devising reduction strategy. So we see all these steps along the journey. We finally also uh, across offsetting where uh, given also the nascency of the markets and, and sometimes a fairly opaque market, we see challenges such as uh, businesses asking themselves, what project shall I buy? Can I trust this project? Am I at the risk of greenwashing? How do I access them, purchase them, and so on? And so this is why we exist and try to streamline this process to make it as easy and trustworthy as, as possible uh, through software. Well, thank you. So, so, Greg, evidently, you know, as Vivo Barefoot, right, you clearly have that buy-in from the strategic board level, right, as a B Corp. What's typically been your challenges then and barriers to, to kind of measuring your, your CO2 footprint and, and, and really driving this forward? Yeah, so um, historically, we've tried to measure it annually, uh, kind of at the end of our financial year. And the way we've done that is we've gone onto a carrier's website, tried to find all, just done basically a Google search to try and find a tool to download a CO2 emissions calculator that we've then played around with, then got the trying to work out the data from various sources of kind of what actually that would look like and split between air shipping and sea shipping but it's been at a very very basic level um, very high level not getting in then down into the granular level of kind of what that co2 looks like and kind of as a brand we look at doing air freight and sea freight and so any air freight we will then basically kind of not offset because as a brand we have a fund and we actually call it insetting any that difference in, in cost between for co2 between air freight and sea freight we then insert into various funds that we are that we have a, as a business through through a fund which is which does things like around the world things like uh, people who live on landfills to help people get out of living on on landfills through to re algaing the sea and kind of um things about beaver dams and stuff so kind of but, but this has been hard to get a measure on how actually that can be calculated and that we found has been the biggest barrier over the past couple of years when we've tried to look at it. Cool. No, great. And I think that leads kind of quite nicely into, into the next section where we're looking at essentially how, how the initiative came about, right? And how we, we as three organisations really kind of worked uh, collaboratively to, to deliver the, the solution that has been developed. So... I think from a, from, a, from a pilot point of view, if we look at it, ultimately with Zencard, right, we wanted to develop a capability to enable supply chain leaders in our customer organisations to, to, to essentially enable some of uh, that strategic and environmental sustainability objectives, right? help, help enable that they can deliver those. I think in short, from, from a summary point of view, you know, Greg, you were, you were very um, 
you were kind of very instrumental in, in, in allowing us to really to, to drive that agenda um, as a customer. Um, you were you were very supportive in terms of helping us to build the the right solution and, and make it compatible to what your business needed. And invariably, it kind of links very much into our our commitment at Zencardo right, and how we want to support our customers to uh, to to kind of aid their sustainability journey. And that really links back into a lot of what David says, right? It's about firstly allowing our customers to have that that measurement and that reporting, allowing us to position opportunities with our customers where they can reduce, and then invariably at, at the end of it, you know, um, provide a capability where they can they can offset residual uh, or, or non-avoidable emissions. So framing it that that was our our goal Greg but what was what was your goal from the pilot because you were very you were very kind of keen to support us on it what were the goals that you wanted to achieve yeah. out of this yeah so the first one obviously was to calculate actually the end-to-end so from the moment it's so overall as a business we want to calculate our carbon from the moment the kind of the shoes are starting to be made or even before that when they're coming the, the components are coming from tier suppliers all the way through the um, supply chain through sort of getting delivered and then even outbound to to consumers and then when, when they're returned so obviously part of that which is what we're talking about here is that freight part when it leaves the factory and gets to in into our our, our warehouses and we want to calculate that at every step in the journey so that is the collection from the factory to the to delivery to the port to the shipping from uh, port to port or or flying by air from airport to airport and then the final de- de- delivery um, then into our our warehouses so kind of working um obviously with pleasures and cargo we've been working on on the getting that up and up and running for everything um to enable us to do and also being able to calculate it not just for shipments now once it's in place but also to have retrospective calculations going back since we've basically we've started with an zen cargo which for um, us has been a number of years so that's the goal one the second one is as we say we are a b corp and you have to every you don't just get B Corp and that's it for life. You have to go and recertify every three years. It is, and as a brand, we actually do mini internal audits every year so we can check our score and, and recertify. So this tool helps us do that. And we can also then see trends and see how we're going, see if the CO2 is improving, decreasing in a very easy format to calculate and, and view. And then that leads on to the fact that the team are not having to spend as much time doing doing it and calculating it um, and trying to work out on tools they can go in and run a report and it's there and then spend the time actually doing the analysis which is a lot more beneficial than having to go and pull down tools and do the work perfect great so david then i think just to just to kind of maybe give a bit of context to our audience could you kind of maybe just walk through what each party's doing um, and how that data then flows between our organizations yes essentially in very simple terms Zen Cargo is providing us with uh, the mandatory data, so shipment level data for us to run computations. We ingest that data into our environment, run uh, calculations in adherence with the relevant methodologies for which we've been accredited uh, by the gold standard of, of freight of logistics emission calculation called uh, GLEC, uh, which has been developed by the Smart Freight Center. Um, and we then return the output to Zen Cargo. Uh, which they can then uh, use to uh, surface analytics and other insights into into their dashboards uh, for the benefit of their customers. And there's essentially a couple of ways to integrate with Pledge. We are obviously an API-oriented platform, so this is one one option. Uh, And there's also another option, which is a simple uh, file data exchange uh, between both parties. But really the goal is to make it as 
convenient and automated as possible to maximize time to value for, for our customers. And then I think, yeah, as you pointed out, then Greg, you have access to that, that, that essentially that reporting and analytics that you can consume right in your, in your, in your business um, and essentially use that for reporting purposes. So, so David, then in terms of the outcome that have been achieved for each organization, I think we, we've all benefited um, extremely positively from this, uh, from this pilot and also then going forward, also from the, um, the kind of the continuous rollout that we'll do across uh, across the Zen Cargo customer base. But can you can you kind of give us some insights as to what what value this has driven for you and what outcomes have been achieved for uh, for Pledge? So as um, as we we embarked on our on our journey last year and being one of our first customers, this has clearly demonstrated the value add of what we've been uh, spending so much time on and what the team has been spending so much time on over the past few months, uh, and essentially helping Vivo unveil critical pain points on their sustainability and emission reduction journey uh, to support their company goals with, for example, this B Corp certification. So in essence, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been happy to see that, that we're able to make it as easy as possible to launch a high impact, high quality uh, climate program uh, for customers like, uh, like yourselves and, and, and Vivo. Greg, and from your side? Yeah, so kind of the working with yourselves on, on, on the pilot and kind of the dashboard that that has been created enables us to analyze CO2, as we said, in different parts of the supply chain in greater depth than, than, than we had before. Um, and we can analyze individual shipments, individual journeys from source to destination and see, and see how that's impacted. But we, it's also able to be presented in a very easily digestible form, which kind of makes business decisions on if we have to air freight something as a business, which we avoid, but there are times given COVID lockdowns, shipping issues and stuff where it's it's unavoidable. Using the data in the dashboard, we can qu- quickly see the impact and that can form part of our business decision-making, kind of the dashboard. Um, we're now integrating, trying to integrate outputs of that into our board report each month so that kind of our directors and can see exactly what that impact is going on and kind of we can then forecast that out as a business. That's great. I think really just to close off, it, it, from from us as Zen Cargo, ultimately, it's it's allowed us to, should we say, expand that overall value proposition to our customers. We've obviously launched this new service on the back end of the pilot, which Greg, we were able to to kind of use you to to support. Um, I think equally, it's given us a, a real, should we say, a real foundation to to build on the the solution offering that we've got. There are a number of of iterations that we're running, a number of uh, areas of expansion that we're looking at, supported by Pledge as well. And I think invariably it kind of allows us to enhance that overall uh, service offering to our customers and aid our customers to make, should we say, more data-driven decisions uh, in their supply chain and having that that data to really, uh, should we say, base uh, some factual factual decisions on. So it's, 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 it's been a critical thing for us. I hope... I mean, we've hope we framed it uh, pretty well for the audience, and I hope there's quite a lot of questions on this topic, or I hope there's some Q and A's to to address from the from the participants. A couple of anonymous things that have come up, Greg. One for you, if you wouldn't mind, please. Um, how much time do you think that you've saved um, by having this reporting available in the platform? Yeah, so uh, I think before it was, it would probably have taken somebody to do it probably three four hours so it's probably half a day a month out of somebody's workload it's saved doing, doing that whereas now they can go the report takes 30 seconds to run um you can run it between date times you can run it for, for the whole for the whole period you can run it for a year you can run it 
um, for all your historical shipments. So it's the time saving is kind of it's like half a day of a person's work, probably per month. Yeah, excellent. So, David, one for you, if you wouldn't mind. You, you picked up on a little bit in the conversation around the GLEC standards. Um, the question is specifically around what's the benefit of having GLEC standard calculations over more broad estimates? Um, so what we've seen is that, uh, I mean, calculation accuracy matters. Um, and I think more than just the accuracy, it's also it's a demonstration of trust. Uh, they essentially, I think a lot of what we see and a lot of the risks with embarking on a sustainability journey that we hear from customers is that they don't want to end up doing greenwashing. And I think that one way to demonstrate trust is through standards and through accreditation. And this specific accreditation, I mean, it's, it's, this is specific to the, to the logistics and freight industry. Uh, so this is something that we've seen actually uh, customers and prospects ask for. Uh, and as a result, uh, I've embarked on, the, on this journey. Now, overall, if you think about, if you think about emissions, uh, accuracy matters up to a point. What really matters is observing emissions over time. Because the absolute number is, it's important to know, but you rather want to see over time, am I doing better? Or am I doing worse? I think maybe another important point to that question as well, David, is that invariably there are going to be changes to the standards as well. And, you know, the technology that we've used to enable this, invariably they are adapted to those standards. So we will see those standards being adhered to you know, continuously over time as well. Greg, uh, more directed at you. Well, we I think we can take it generically across across the the panel. But what kind of decisions or changes are you making as a result of having this this level of information? Yeah. So I mean, from 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 us, it's it's used definitely for our do we air freight, do we not air freight? So that is a big one. I mean, the difference in air freighting and sea freighting, I think it's about 20, 30 times more to air freight than sea than sea freight based on what we've been what we've been doing so that makes a big decision in that check boxing when we're making the call on should we air freight or not i think in the future we will then use it also to analyze upcoming shipments so we can see for example if when we get quotes back saying you've got three options you've got a boat that's going direct you've got a boat that's going calling at ports you've got an lcl you could do you could do air freight but all that we could then see that co2 impact so we could then make a decision on on actually are we prepared to wait a few extra days if the co2 is lower because 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 that stock is not uh, as urgent as something we might want to fly so it's got future future uses also as well as just doing the post delivery analysis it will help with upcoming decisions on 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 what freight routes we choose okay, great and i think for us as zen cargo the, the, the key thing is here is it exposes the baselines of our customers uh, co2 footprint it gives us the opportunity to, to essentially look at that data and identify where we have areas of opportunity that we can present to our customers and ultimately that kind of helps to to avoid co2 and arguably, as we start to aggregate data across more customer bases, we can look at trends. We can look at, you know, we can look at how we can position better solutions for our customers. So, so for us, there's there's definitely some um, some value um, that will allow us to, to to position better solutions. David, on your side, is there anything specific for for obviously pledge? Yeah, to close off on on that question, I think for us, it's been it's been valuable to have to have the feedback from both of your organisation to inform our product roadmap and product development. I think what Greg mentioned is, is, is a very valid and useful tool, essentially embedding 
um, shipment level footprinting at the quoting stage to inform decision. And this can be a first step into a reduction journey as well, uh, once you have that information. And that segues nicely kind of into our last question, which is kind of what, what are the next steps on the joint journey together? I think from, from if I take it from a Zane Cargo perspective, right, we, we have an MVP. Um, we are now rolling that out broadly across our customer base. We have a, a number of kind of initiatives that we're looking at developing with, with Pledge. Um, and coincidentally, we kind of have a, an extended workshop next week. There's a number of things we're looking at. It's a case of assessing how feasible those things are and what the effort is required to go into them to make them realistic. But I think Greg's touched on a few points there. It's about looking at how we can kind of dynamically forecast out uh, emissions um, you know, earlier in the process. It's about how we can do uh, kind of more real-time reporting from, from an earlier point, so a provisional kind of estimate of what emissions might be based on an original booking versus what they are uh, once that shipment's been delivered and, and, and fully executed. So there are a number of things. All these ideas will kind of further grow our overall service offering to our customers. I think, yeah, David, if you want to add anything to that as well, um, please feel free. I think a, a, a final step is also then progress on, uh, on an offsetting pilot where we then want to pair the, the measurement and insights we provide with also an offsetting capability uh, for customers who'd like to reach these type of, of, of uh, products. Well, that's the final question of the session. David, Greg, really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Um, hopefully it's, uh, it's given a lot of insights to the audience and hopefully you know, we'll get to speak to you again in the near future. And Helena, I'll hand back to you. Thank you so much, Ian. And Greg, David, thank you so much. It's a really interesting topic. And I feel actually we've almost sort of barely scratched the surface on sustainability. But what's really nice is actually just this partnership of, you know, Vivo Barefoot, Greg, you guys have been working with us for a long time. And I think we've just so appreciated the opportunity to join you on your sustainability journey. You definitely are, are light years ahead of us, but, you know, being able to bring in Pledge and David to partner with you and your team and to see some of the measurable impacts that that's having. And I know you're talking about your roadmap and the way that you're thinking about things. And as we begin to roll out this pilot more broadly to other businesses that want to, to make changes, maybe it's Realginating, that's a phrase I'd never heard before. So thank you very much, Greg, for introducing me to that. I've had to note it down. I think I spelled it wrong. Um, and even if it's doing improving beavers and dams or making other positive uh, offsetting decisions, there's great work to be done. And you know, for all of us working in the supply chain space, we can be change makers, which is really exciting. Greg, David, Ian, thank you so much. I'm really pleased we've had this conversation and I'm looking forward to continuing to discuss sustainability with all of you guys and with our audience. Thank you for listening to another episode of Freight to the Point. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any feedback on this episode, please do get in contact with us and don't forget to like and subscribe. But until next time, goodbye.